Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast for June the 15th. Ray Morrison. Hello. Hello. Great to be here. Yeah. The Legends Lounge. Here at Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. So it is the uh, second week of the reopen, or the phase three of the Saskatchewan reopen plan. So restaurants, bars, a couple other things were able to open at 50% capacity last week. And that is exactly how Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is operating. So we're happy to be here once again as the team here is doing their best to uh, cope with uh, the new normal, if you will. And what did uh, our producer Ian have? The butter chicken wings? Wings. Wings. Earlier today? And... uh, off the hook. Said they were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now it's great to have these facilities and start to get back to some normalcy here. So it's great to be here in the lounge for sure. You didn't blow away this weekend? I did not, no. Um, you know what I did this weekend? I uh, had a visit with an old friend of ours, Roger Millions, the former uh, ringside reporter for Sportsnet for the Calgary Flames and, of course, did some work with the Edmonton Oilers after he worked here in Saskatoon for so many years. So uh, we had a great visit, most of which I remember. <laughs> On Saturday, so that was uh, that was great. So that's how I spent the weekend. What about you? Where yeah, were you? It sounds like my weekend as well. I was up at Cowan Lake, and yep. uh, it was windy, 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 windy. But it was very warm. Caught a couple of fish. Oh, did you? Overall, oh. can't complain. Yeah. It was a great weekend. Friday was up the day that Lake. you got on the Friday water. Friday was the well, we got on the water both days, but Friday was a uh, good thing. We went out Friday. We probably caught fish four catching days. Yeah, we probably caught four or five. We released all but one, but uh, okay. Good thing that we did that because on Saturday we had absolutely zero luck. So it's kind of fitting that today is a Monday, the days that we record. Yep. 35 years ago today, this guy right here, Mr. Wendell Clark, went first overall to the Toronto Maple Leafs in the 1985 NHL draft. Of course, uh, the former Saskatoon Blade. He yeah. was uh, actually selected as a defenseman. Turn forward. Nearly 800 games in the NHL. Nearly 600 points in the NHL and over 1,500 penalty minutes <laughs> in the National Hockey League. But it's like uh, I think Ron McLean was telling the story about uh, Wendell Clark, how Scotty Bowman said he was the most dangerous six seconds in the National Hockey League. It could either be the wrist shot or, you know, turn the tide with a physical hit or a scrap that would turn the tide. So, um, yeah, this is kind of fitting that we are here on, uh, on June the 15th. I'll never forget the first time I met Wendell Clark was at the old Saskatoon Arena, downtown 19th street and second avenue it just was off the river there and i walked up to him i just moved in from estevan so 1985 and i went and introduced myself and he was so nice and kind and polite and uh it was uh it was really good and to this day he hasn't changed um i interviewed him not too long ago for the saskatchewan hockey hall of fame induction when he was inducted there and uh just uh, a terrific person so yeah and it's great for great that byron and uh Gary, are still having us out to do our thing here. 19th Street and 2nd Avenue would be a great place for an arena nowadays, too, but that's a whole other Yeah, discussion. that's a whole other topic, a whole other time. <laughs> you but, just had uh, to, I just had to throw in the downtown <laughs> arena jab in there because I know how much that hurts yeah. you. Of course, we are live on the Wendell Clark's uh, Classic Grill and Bar Facebook yep. page, so a big hello to everybody there, and uh, hopefully you had a fantastic weekend, and thanks for tagging along. Uh, starting off with some uh, Saskatchewan news uh, in regards to the MLB. Munster yeah. Saskatchewan's Logan Hoffman was selected last week in the fifth round of the MLB draft by the Pittsburgh Pirates. How's this for a stat line? 28 innings, yep. 38 strikeouts, and an ERA of zero. He was drafted in 2019 by St. Louis, but decided he wanted to play another year of ball in Louisiana, another year of college ball. Mm-hmm. 
at Northwestern. So he re-entered the draft. And I guess uh, the the interesting thing about this is, uh, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that with the pandemic, you know, they weren't able to stage a, a draft under normal circumstances. But it was kind of neat, if you read up on Logan, the fact that he got to spend it in Munster. So you're yeah. sitting in Munster, Saskatchewan, learning that you are drafted by a Major League Baseball team. That's kind of... Uh, that's a, that's a great story. And that, that stat line you tell is, that's just, I don't, even, I don't even know how to explain that. Well, and I mean, the fact that he just took a chance, you know, he felt like he could go to school for one more year Northwestern, to, to yep. hone his skills a little yeah. bit in potential to, to get drafted higher. And sure enough, it paid off for him, especially in a, a COVID draft where they went from 40 rounds to yep. five. I mean, talk about, uh, talk about putting all your, your cards in, in one hand and going all in, but uh, the payoff for him was absolutely fantastic. What do you think something like this would do for or does for baseball Saskatchewan? Oh, lots. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of those things. I think back to uh, uh, the legacy that a guy like Terry Poole had. So Terry Poole was a Houston Astro, and he was from Melville. And he, uh, or even, you know, you take a look at uh, Elbers from, uh, Elbers. Uh, from uh, North Battleford. Yep. You know, those guys come back to their towns, and it is a huge deal. It is a huge boost to baseball. Munster, a few years ago, was a baseball hotbed, uh, and still is. I don't know if it is today as it was uh, a couple of decades ago, but it's very cool that someone from Munster uh, gets to do that. But for baseball Saskatchewan, that's huge. Yeah, that's big. Uh, there's a local guy that we both know here, Greg Bronze, who's very involved in amateur baseball in Saskatchewan here in Saskatoon, and he'll be the first to tell you that uh, when, when this happens, it, the interest just goes right through the roof. So that's, uh, that's uh, terrific news uh, for Logan, for his family. They got to celebrate that with him. And, uh, and for baseball across the province. Sticking somewhat local, in a way, I guess, the CEBL has a local team, has, yep. a, has a Saskatoon team. They've made some changes to their 2020 season. Of course, back in May, it was announced that they were going to start the season in June. That has since changed. So now what they are talking about is starting a tournament-style play that's going to happen uh, at the back half of July and early August if all things are a go they're going to go out of a hub city which I believe will be in St. Catharines Ontario Uh, it is going to be a multi-week tournament it is going to be a round robin style and then it's basically just going to be single elimination playoff from there and they're just going to go all the way down until there's one team standing. So yeah. what are your thoughts well, on, I, I, I on think, that? I think they're checking the availability of that St. Yeah. Catharines spot. So it's not totally nailed down, yes. but that is their plan as it stands right now. And, it, you know, it, it's good that they're kind of coming up with this contingency plan because, as you said, uh, the season was to start May the 7th. And I think August 14th, 15th, they were kind of talking about a championship weekend in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And so now with the contingency plan, is good. The tough thing for the Canadian Elite Basketball League uh, – was the fact that, you know, I know Mike Morielli from the CFL days very well, the commissioner of the league. Um, and one of the things that he was just getting into place in year two was a television contract with CBC, which would have been great for the league. It would have been great, you know, weekend afternoon content for CBC. And to watch some Canadian basketball players play on television would have been terrific. I don't know where the talks are with CBC on a tournament like this. I don't know where they're at, but it's kind of too bad that momentum was interrupted because, you know, you don't, you don't, I don't mean to be mean, but if the Canadian League Basketball League didn't play, I, I don't think anybody would miss it because it's only year two, right? Mm-hmm. Other than the players and those directly involved. Um, so that's, um, it's, it's good they're coming up with that plan. Hopefully they can continue and roll on with it. 
Well, they're doing everything in their power to ensure that they do have a season this year. So you got to give them props for that. When all these other leagues are canceling seasons, yep. they're, you know, they're putting every inch of effort into making sure that they at least try to have a season and not the one that they envisioned, but uh, yeah. you know, still a season. So good for them on, on that. And yeah. you, you do hope it works out for a multi for a week. Like yeah. They're talking about a multi-week tournament. Yeah. So the players would uh, kind of pit in and, uh, and do their thing until uh, a champion would be crowned. Of course we are at Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar and uh, on Idlewild and circle drive. And they are now open for business. Of course they're operating at 50% capacity so you can dine in and enjoy the Wendell burger, chicken tenders, steak, and the best fries in the business. You've waited to visit Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar. And now the time has arrived. And right now at Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar, all takeout orders by phone, 10% off. So if you have to stay in for whatever reason, you can get yourself a 10% discount there. You can now dine in with your, favorite beverage or call for takeout to get in on a great deal we can have the giant chocolate cookie sure at the end see that's uh, good they left us a they left us a menu here too coffee crisp thing in there yeah somewhere too so and lots of stuff on tap but we better not talk about that today. yeah that'll, that'll be an after show thing. that'll be an after show Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is now open <laughs> 306-382-1717 of course we had this discussion a few weeks ago it should be 2222 yeah because on the Saskatoon Blades bobblehead yep. the Wendell Clark bobblehead that we have yeah. it's uh number we'll make that change slowly um, yeah we'll we have all the power in the we have all the that. power to do this yeah. so if there's one thing the YXC Sports Podcast can do that would it's, be it. it's that. Um, sticking with, well, not sticking with, but going back to baseball, uh, the MLB is such a mess right now. Uh, they are basically single-handedly imploding because of their commissioner, oh, Rob, Manfred. Rob Manfred. I don't know yeah. if that's I don't know if that's necessarily the right word, but uh, last week, June the 10th, he told ESPN the likelihood of a season was 100%. Today, June 15th, he is he said that he is not confident that there will be any 2020 season at all. So talk about digging your own grave here. And he is blaming players for this and all yeah. sorts of things. All the things that a commissioner shouldn't do. Rob it's kind of funny because the NBA, Major League Soccer, the NHL, they're, they're making plans to go ahead. Yep. And in the times of a pandemic, an outdoor sport like baseball is having trouble getting going, right? So, yeah, Manfred's uh, up against it a little bit. I was watching um, TSN Overdrive, which is a radio show they put on TSN, I think, 4, with Brian Hayes. And they were talking about a story from Bill Shaken, who's with the LA Times, who said the owners won't proceed unless players waive claims that Major League Baseball um, didn't play as many games as possible. Because the players could come back and say, hey, you told us we we're going to play 70. Now we're going to play 50 or 40 or whatever. And so uh, that's another hassle right now. So uh, the long and the short of it is a little bit like the Canadian Football League, to be honest. The relationship between the players and the league right now in Major League Baseball is not, is not good. And that's, and that's too bad because it's an outdoor sport that... Uh, should be. Should be. Should be. Easy should be going. If distance. we're going to go inside to watch basketball and hockey, we should be able to go outside to watch baseball. But I'm not sure that's going to happen in 2020. Can you see this getting resolved anytime soon? Uh, no. 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 I don't think so. I just, yeah, what, what, whatever Rob Manfred's uh, motive is here, yeah. I just don't understand it. Now, I understand that you maybe don't want to give false hope to your players and your fans and all that sort of thing by saying... We're going to come and play baseball yeah. this year, but to come out and say, yeah, we're probably not going to play. I, well, I'm yeah. not confident 
I don't yeah. know if uh, being the commissioner of a league, you want to, you know, you're in that position of power. I'm not sure well, you, you want to do that. You answer to the owners. So yeah. it would be interesting if you had a, you know, a straw poll, which owners wanted to go this year and kind of work with the players more than some other owners. It would be interesting because all Manfred is doing is representing the owners in this case. But uh, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, to do, to do that about face in three, four days is kind of strange because he was said, kind of suggested that he was, if you ask him, he was 100% certain last week that they were going to have a season. And now he's turned around and said they're not. Yeah, I just don't understand. It's, what the, it's, it's strange. I have to do much is. more research on it. And if I did, I'm still not even sure I'd understand I, what's I'd, going I'd, on. I'd understand yeah. it. Well, and it's just, you know, like anything, sports or anything with this coronavirus pandemic, I mean, things are changing so quickly. When I woke up this morning, as I do most mornings, the first thing I do is hop on Twitter, hop on Facebook, catch up on, on all the news. And, this morning it was, oh, yeah, the MLB is probably going to accept a 50-game proposed yeah, schedule yeah. today. So we went from possibly a 50-game schedule to probably not having any baseball at all. <laughs> that quickly, yeah. But we do have the Korean Baseball League, so that's Yeah. Good. Have you seen what they've done for fans in the stands at the Korean Baseball League? With the cardboard cutouts? Oh, they got the, the But they're not cutouts. in every stadium, no. are they? But they just got, in some of them, yeah. But sometimes they'll have the cardboard cutouts. Uh, the one time they had just a bunch of mascots, or like mascot <laughs> uniforms. A bunch of dolls, basically. It's fantastic. <laughs> and they, uh, the one thing about it was the commentators, they commentate on the games on ESPN in their own homes, yep. right? So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. But, you know, even um, my bride, Susan, your mom was saying, uh, she passed by and said, well, at least it's something live to watch, yep. right? And so if you're a baseball fan and you're that hard up, you know, or a sports you know, fan. Or a sports fan at all. <laughs> by the way, uh, talking about live events, so... Um, as I said, I was uh, listening to Overdrive on the way over, and there's a gentleman by the name of Jerry Foltz, and he's with the Golf Channel. And he was talking about the Charles Schwab Open. So it was the first PGA event since uh, the pandemic suspended the season. Was so that the it was one back this on. past weekend? This past yeah, weekend, okay. yep. So um, Daniel Berger won it in a playoff. But Foltz said that this event was the most bet-on golf event since betting has been allowed in golf, wow. period. So you take a look at all the majors and everything that's gone on in golf in the last 30, 40, 50 years, the Charles Schwab Golf Tournament, because there's so much pent-up demand for, for you know, betting and gaming, the most bet-on golf event in the history of golf, since betting has been allowed. That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? Think about all the tournaments, like the players, the, yeah. the Masters, yeah. all those big-time tournaments. And that this one was it. People do a bunch of betting on that as well. Yeah. I actually, I, and full disclaimer, I haven't done enough research on it, but I did come across an article last week saying that um, there's a lot of these leagues that want to allow single-game betting yeah. to happen once uh, uh, sports return. So that's an interesting uh, note as well, of You course. know who we will have in here is uh, Saskatoon... Um, Grasswood, Saskatoon East Grasswood MP Kevin Waugh, because he's the one that's trying to work on yeah. this for Canada, saying that there are a lot of betting organizations in the United States that are taking Canadians' money and betting it down there. Mm -hmm. And if, if that's going to be legal, then why not bolster our economy by having more of that here? So I don't know the full details on that either, but the next time uh, we get an opportunity, we'll bring in a guest. We'll bring in we'll bring in Kevin Waugh. You're the one that has all the contacts. And, and we'll uh, we'll talk that. about that. But it, but it is but it is interesting, right? That uh, uh, that betting is such a huge thing, um, and obviously we saw that with the golf event on the weekend. That it's things like that that will get the economy back and rolling fairly quickly. 
the one thing I do love about this time of year, well, there's many things I love about this time of year, but the one thing I do love about this time of year is, yes, there's no sports, but typically this time of year, sports is in full swing. I guess the NHL and NBA are technically winding down, yep. uh, but the Stanley Cup uh, yep. is given out uh, roughly around this time of year, yep. as is the Larry O'Brien Trophy. MLB is in full swing. So on this day in 2015, the Chicago Blackhawks won uh, their third Stanley Cup in six years. What a yep. dynasty that was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the Lightning. They beat the Lightning. Uh, yep. And then in 2011, the Boston Bruins uh, beat the Vancouver Canucks in Game 7 on the road yep. in Vancouver. And uh, yeah, well, everybody knows what happened uh, on the streets of Vancouver yeah. after that. Yep. Uh, and then over the weekend, June 13th, which would have been this past Saturday, was the one-year anniversary of the Toronto Raptors winning their very first yeah. Larry O'Brien trophy. So uh, it's kind of cool to look back on those memories and, and pinpoint it to the day because some of those memories, you can remember exactly where you were well, when you saw it. And it's interesting because, um, especially on Sportsnet, they're showing a lot of those replays of those Raptor wins from a year ago, you know, whether it was... Kawhi's shot against the Sixers or whatever that uh, that got the Raptors to that point. So it is kind of neat. Uh, ideally, we wouldn't be in a pandemic, but to look back on that to the extent we have been able to has been kind of neat. The Jays might be like sixty and zero by this time, you know. If, if uh, no comment. <laughs> but that Chicago Blackhawks that that still amazes me in the salary cap era. Yeah, to win three cups in six years after yep. you won zero in fifty some. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. In the salary cap era, that is the definition of a dynasty right there yeah. because they're tough to come by. You don't see the Islanders or the Oilers of the 80s anymore. None of that goes on. Even a team like New Jersey in the 1990s, that just doesn't happen anymore. So, that, that yeah, that Blackhawks team, that was kind of the most recent definition of a dynasty. Now you just don't know where a team's going to come from to win a Stanley Cup. Case in point was the St. Louis Blues. At, uh, Last year. Yeah, approaching Christmas, they were in the basement and won it all. That's amazing. Yeah. Still, that's yep. uh, amazing. It'll be interesting to see what happens when the NHL returns. Of course, there's not really any new news on that. They're still figuring out where the hub cities want to be. Of course, they're going to pick one Eastern Conference hub city, one Western Conference hub city. I've heard Vegas for the Western Conference. I think so, too. I I've think heard Las Vegas. Toronto, which yep. is uh, shocking to me, considering uh, what they're going through as a province right now. But I digress. I saw an interesting uh, theory yep. today, I'll call it. Uh, and you know how you have to take theories on the internet with a grain of salt. Yep. But the idea is that the Vegas, Vegas being the hub city, is they might actually have Vegas be the hub city for the Eastern Conference team because they don't want Vegas to have that much of a home ice advantage for the Western Conference, which doesn't make much sense to me, but it was just something that I came across on social media. There's another conspiracy theory out there that the way the draws have been set up or the schedule would be set up for a tournament-type thing would kind of open the door for Connor McDavid to get his name on the Stanley Cup. Oh, okay. Something the NHL would really probably like to have their marquee guy get his name on the Cup. Yeah, so I can't All remember. sorts of conspiracy yeah. theories out there, but when they were taking a look at the seedings or, or one proposal, it kind of favored Edmonton a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if I necessarily believe in all of those. I yep. mean, they still have to go out and play the games. Yeah, that's right? true. So they very easily could get upset by, I think they're playing Chicago in what would be the playing round, so they could very yep. easily be uh, upset by the Chicago Blackhawks, and maybe the Blackhawks start a new dynasty. Of course, former PA Raider Jeremy Colleton is their new head coach. Yep. Former mm-hmm. Saskatoon Blade Kirby Doc uh, played the entire season yep. yeah, with, the, with the Chicago Blackhawks, so uh, that'll be really interesting to... Uh, to check out again uh, once hockey returns. Of course, they're hoping towards the end of July or August. Ray Morrison, any final thoughts for this 
June 15th? Well, my final thought is um, what should I have for dessert when we're done this? That's my final thought. A frosty, a white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. I was going to say a frosty Coors Light, but yeah, that works too. (laughs) That's my final thought. (laughs) It was great of Gary and Byron and Doyle to have us out. Yes. This is great. This is it's fantastic. Awesome course, spot. The Legends yeah. Lounge. They are open. They're operating at 50% capacity, but it's still the great, same great yep. service at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. Thanks for taking along on Facebook as well. Of course, this will be on all the favorite streaming services, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all of that good stuff. So once again, thanks here to the team at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. You can like their Facebook page. You can like the YXC Sports Podcast page on Facebook as well, and you can visit us at the YXCSportsPodcast.com. Until next week, take care, stay safe, and have a great rest of your week.